0: Alan the Savage Phillips. The legend. Legendary. Alan the Savage Phillips. You've been uh you've been working on your house. You're moving.
1: Been working on the house, moving after thirty one years, yeah. Thirty one years. Yeah. And it's uh I would recommend if you're gonna stay in place for thirty one years, don't collect a lot of stuff. Because <laughs> when you get ready to move it is not a party. And garage sales. I don't know about garage sales. I uh. spend more money putting it together than I took in. Too much time, <laughs> Too right? Much time. <laughs> Too much time. Too much time.
0: Uh, yeah, beautiful house. Wow, thirty-one years. So that puts us into the eighties. Uh, eighties. Yeah, eighty-eight.
1: Yeah, eighty-eight.
0: Bought Wh- it in eighty-eight. When did you move to Los Angeles?
1: I uh, came out here. The first time I came out, I was 15. My dad and I <laughs> drove out here uh, looking at California. came out here in a, uh, uh, what was it? I came out here, was it eight? I don't remember. Was horse direct, and wagon. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I'm a horse and wagon. No, it You're was just uh, the one trip. I don't know if it was the first trip. He had bought a, uh, uh, a Chrysler 300 that was painted metallic magenta. Hmm. these fins and it was a factory three speed and I was going wow. about 90 miles an hour on route 66 going through I don't know what state hmm. and it had cheater slicks on the back and all of a sudden blowout <laughs> going 90 hmm. and I downshifted it into second and we just slid right into this uh, trench on the side of the road and on those cheaters they had it was just like one set of uh, threads Down the middle, the whole thing had ripped off and was just flapping. But it was interesting. It was the first, one of the first trips I think came out here. Yeah, Mm. from Chicago. Yeah,
0: from Chicago. Yeah. So you grew up in Chicago.
1: Grew up in Chicago. Uh, Have some uh, pretty early memories of Chicago. (laughs) Uh, Was interesting there. I was around. uh, Lived in a when I was probably what, maybe six years old till about. Could be about maybe ten. I lived in a uh three story walk-up tenement building. And we used to get they still had an iceman come around. <laughs> if anybody knows uh, Yeah, if any if any anybody doesn't know, you probably know an iceman, they come around with blocks of ice and they got a pick and they pull in the alley and they get a pick. And they, they take it up, and they take the ice, and they walk up the three flights, and then there's a a box right by the by the door. And they open. It t-
0: talking to the microphone.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they they uh, they open the door, put the ice, and drop the ice in there. And I I don't know, I guess it was like maybe a quarter for two bricks or something. That was your refrigerator. You right. had to have a refrigerator.
0: Yeah, right. yeah. Before uh, was it was it Freon?
1: Uh I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, who
0: knows? Yeah. Wow, that was that,
1: was, that the fifties. That was the fifties. That was the 50s. so it was probably like nineteen from nineteen fifty-five, something like that. Yeah, and, and then it was. Um, I got in my. I got in some of my first fights when I was eight years old.
0: <laughs> Ch- the Chicago, the main streets of Chicago.
1: It was. It was. It was a rough area. It was over by a little ways from Humble Park, mm. and uh, uh, there were gang-related areas which I really didn't know about. That age, all I knew is you got to watch out. And um, first time I, I was playing baseball, I think I had told a story, I don't know if I've heard it before. And I was playing baseball, and I was the catcher calls the strikes and balls. I struck a guy out, he didn't like it, he turned around and nailed me with his nose, but the bat in my nose. That was the first time my nose got broken. And after that, my whole attitude changed. So, uh, it was it was a rough area but it was you don't you don't think that way yeah. you don't think that way you're around yeah. it you don't realize that you don't have that much money I had uh, uh, I get hand my down shoes with holes in them from my cousins and we put cardboard in the bottom of the holes and walked to school there and mm-hmm. uh, it was just part of the thing
0: yeah yeah you're happy
1: Happy, yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, was happy. You're always
0: happy no matter what. You try to be happy
1: no matter <laughs> what. I get up in the morning, and this morning I just look at I, I get up every morning. Somebody asked me in here, What was the meaning of life? and uh, what, what do you think? What's the meaning of life? You know, you're 73 years old, and I go, uh, uh, I get up every morning and I make sure that I look at the trees, I always look for the first bird or crow or or something flying in the sky, and I've done that all my life, and it kind of like Accepting what's around you for free. So Browns I'm kind of really tripping on that and enjoy that. And uh, now I work my way over here to Legacy.
0: It you started Jiu-Jitsu when you were how old?
1: Uh, started Jiu-Jitsu uh, when I was 68, I think. 68. 68, yeah. 68, 9, 7. It's been six years this October, October 1st this year. So
0: You, train, uh, you probably train the most out of anybody here. We outwork everybody. <coughs> Uh, you suit up. You get uh, you you get some surgeries, and you hear the same day. You put some bandages over it, and you uh you suit uh, you suit up and come to class, even if you can't really train. But you watch and you observe and you suit up.
1: Yeah, I got I got I it was uh I was doing uh I was always worried about you know contact with people. because mm. I was a striker all my life, mm-hmm. and I trained as a striker, but. Uh, finding your jujitsu here and having the body contact, uh, it, it puts you, for me, it puts, puts me in a whole different perspective of, uh, just the human, human race and that, and that, uh, I know there's probably some really badass guys here with some heavy attitudes, but they don't take it to the mat here. Mm. They leave it at home. They leave it out the door. And, uh, and I used to be one of those guys, so, uh. This has really, really changed me. I had a guy in a Porsche cut me off on the way over here. <laughs> I was getting off on the – they got their reroute you coming mm. off the 5, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's got this brand-new Porsche and came up on my rear at 90 miles an hour, and, and I'm, out, I'm off the ramp, and it swings around, and I just go, okay, man, let's go on.
0: <laughs> you you no didn't let it bother you.
1: No, but it didn't let it bother me.
0: Maybe 20, no. 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago. <laughs> before you did jiu jitsu. <laughs> before I had jiu jitsu. You yeah. it. Yeah, I was still, uh, my wife would tell me, can't do that anymore. <laughs> so it's all good.
0: Yeah. You said that, you know, training, training, you know, I guess here at Legacy, but just jiu jitsu um, has changed the last 25 years of your life.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And your wife has shared some stories with me.
1: I, I, lo- I look into, uh, I study a lot of technique now when i first came here i didn't i was i was pretty rough and i was pretty rough on the mat and i got straightened out <laughs> it took about three years <laughs> to calm me down and uh but now i study i put a lot of time into uh, uh dvds and uh hours and you can study you can study all you want but you got to have a partner and you got to be on the mat and I, I know I used, to, I used to look and I go, oh, there's 60 techniques. You know, and you look at them, you go, I'm going to learn all those. And then you realize when you're a white belt, that isn't going to happen. So uh, I've been working on one technique for about three weeks now, and mm-hmm. I'm finally getting it. Uh, and it's a, it's a technique to te- <clears throat> from um, a 50-50 percent position mm-hmm. and then taking the back, no gi. And uh, Giles, Giles uses it, mm-hmm. and you got the the bronze got, at the, the
0: ADCC yeah. this year,
1: right? And I got the uh, open weight. I've been through that technique probably about fifty times. Uh, tried to work it a couple times when I was rolling, uh, got part way there. But when you take the technique that you that I feel when I'm taking a technique and I'm working it on the mat, and then i realize there's so many variations and there's so many variations you have to put your body in in order to finish it and get to where the end result is so it is it has really opened my mind at my age to to uh be creative and the creativity that i see here rolling the creativity i see for myself it's uh it's it's as good as it was when I was in business when I when I created things uh, uh, to me it's even more fulfilling it's just something that uh, it's per it's a personal reward to know that I'm reaching a certain level and that I take that technique and all of a sudden I got that technique but that technique spreads into four or five other transitions that I wasn't even studying and takes me into another another section of uh, uh, transitions and able to control your opponent, so it, it's uh Skipped. it's opened my mind. Ope, it's opened my mind. Open your mind and I, w- you sharp. I would really recommend studying anything. The older, as you get older, it's just like uh, I was comparing. My wife was tr- couldn't understand. I was telling like a foreign language. Yeah, you, know, you learn years and years and years, and you you might have a master's and uh might take French and and. Uh, high school. Then you take it in college and you get a PhD and you think you're great. Then you go move to Paris and you're on the street and you realize you're a white belt (laughs) in the French language.
0: You mentioned some businesses that keeps you sharp. It's the same as you having the like different businesses. Can you, can you share with me, share with us some of the projects and, and, uh, (laughs) crazy business ventures you've been a part of in your life? Uh well the last without getting into trouble <laughs> <laughs>
1: or anybody else. <laughs> uh I was I was in the uh nightclub bar business for uh actually my first license, liquor license was what, sixty eight. Sixty eight. so I think sixty eight. And uh let me get back into sixty eight. Sixty eight the hippies were on Sunset Boulevard. And there was a place across the street from me called Pandora's Box. And uh, that was pretty crazy times back then. They had uh, they had the Crescent Heights, which is Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. at Sunset Boulevard, a strip there in Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the center line, and it still exists today, but Pandora's Box, the club right there, doesn't but that Pandora's box was on an island, and right down the middle of Pandora's box, it was on like a, a pyramid situation with a street going one way on one side and going going uh, north on the other side. The center line of that street was a dividing line for the sheriff on one side and LAPD city on the other side. So back in 60, I think it was 68, he had all the prostitution going on sunset boulevard here in la and you got all the hookers there and they're hanging out in the corner and i knew a lot of them and <laughs> not personally but, <laughs> <laughs> as a client but knew them and they said hello and you know they had kids and they're making a living and it was okay. it was the thing so lapd would come by with like 14 guys maybe on horseback Horseback patrol in Hollywood In Hollywood. They come down Sunset Boulevard, they chase them across the street to get them out of LA.
0: Now they're on, in the, on horseback, on horseback, they, they now, chase the prostitutes.
1: They take they take them right to the center line, they run across the street. Ten minutes later, the sheriff's there, and they're in their black and whites, and they're running them back. Well, they run through my place and they're hiding and scattering, but it was uh. That was the year, I think it was 68 and 69, they had to actually close down Sunset Boulevard from Laurel Canyon all the way to Beverly Hills because that was like that Haight-Ashbury scene. They had like, I don't know, it could have been 50,000 kids lining the streets. It was just packed. It was crazy. And that was the Timothy Leary Leary, uh, era. Era. Era era and... uh, yeah error error yeah excuse my pronunciation i moved around so much i missed phonics in school so <laughs> i sound like a third grader <laughs> i tell you I, you know people people that are from chicago right right away to pick up some of the, the do's and the don'ts <laughs> that i've got in my my vocabulary but uh it was an interesting time back there it was uh
0: Different time for sure. We had people
1: huh? running around naked back then on the streets. Uh, they were they were crazy on psychedelics. That's what I guess uh, the LSD thing uh, came around. Uh, I can I can skip forward a number of years. I'm not gonna start trying to remember years right now. But uh, I had a knock on the door early in the morning once, and I opened the door. And at first, I looked to see who it was. I didn't want to get robbed. And a guy, like an Ivy League haircut, suit and tie, and I go, yeah, I thought he's a salesman. And uh, I go, oh, can I help you? And he goes, uh, yeah. He says, I'm I'm interested in a gig. I go, well, what do you do? I said, I said, you know, who are you? Well, I'm Timothy Leary. And I go, oh, okay, Timothy Leary. I go, well, how much do you want to get paid? He goes, three hundred bucks. And I go, I don't think so. <laughs> So I, I I made a mistake of turning down Timothy Leary for three hundred dollars. I made mean, three hundred
0: bucks was a little bit different back then. Yeah, right?
1: three hundred bucks back. Uh, we're talking about I think this was like eighty five. Okay, but it's still three hundred bucks was probably today a thousand maybe okay, okay. twelve hundred bucks or something like that. So he ended up uh, he ended up a couple weeks later getting a gig down a uh, uh, club down the street. I think it was Carlos and Charlie's at the time, and. Uh, I don't know if he had a good show or not, but uh, it would have been interesting. It's just I talked to him for a little while, and he was. You, he,
0: you've had nightclubs, you've had restaurants.
1: Yeah, I had a, I had a uh, my wife and I opened a French restaurant over in Sherman Oaks back in seventy early seventies. Mm. That it's uh, still existent uh, after uh, with a different name. I'm not going to mention the name uh and i've had pizza places i've had fish and chip places i've had hamburger places over on west i had a hamburger place called hershey's 49er and i for 49 cents i this was back in the day for 49 cents you got a coca-cola a double hamburger and order fries and i had a line around the block (laughs) and i had to close it down because uh i can't say why (laughs) but uh yeah, it's 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 fair enough. Fair enough. There. Do you
0: believe in karma in I, business?
1: I believe in karma and everything. I believe in karma. Yeah, what goes around comes around. there's No doubt about it. Uh, and I've had my share of stuff coming back at me too. So, I, I think it's I think karma is really a balance uh, of yin and yang. I mean, it's, yin and yang is equal, but the more the more good karma you put out, the more more good you're gonna get back. Not to say that you're gonna have a lot of bad stuff come at you, because I think that's life. I can't I can't sit here and say, I've had some heavy stuff. They still comes at you, at my age, It still comes at you. And you can't, my my son, who's uh, my younger son, he says, dad, you, you can't change the flow of a river, man. <laughs> you probably put a dam, there's gonna be a leak in it. It's just so, I try to flow with it. Mm. And I relate that right to right to the mat out there downstairs.
0: Jiu-jitsu really is life, huh?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, I'm, I, I kind of use that philosophy. What I roll now is that I just try to flow with the guy I'm rolling with, and I just wait for that spot. I wait for that spot, and when they give it to me, I'm there. And and most of the time, they don't even realize what happened. So it's I, I'm really enjoying that.
0: What brings you, uh, or what uh, what uh, motivates you to compete
1: and to oh, get out there? Uh, I was, I was gonna sign up for the Nogu World. I wanted to fight the Nogu World. I fought this guy, uh, uh, Tobias. Mm. We, we become friends. Mm. Uh, lost to him twice. Almost had him in my last fight. Mm. He came at me. I was on the bottom. Caught him in a Kimura, and if it's and it, his coach didn't yell loud enough. He told him how to get out of it. He took his head, and I had a little opening on my left arm. And he shoved his head up on there and popped it out. He made a mistake of standing up, and I went for an, an inverted D bar, had it. And he grabbed my leg and stood up, and and uh, he hit me with an esteema lock on my foot. <laughs> and I'm glad I tapped, because all I heard was this pop, 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 pop.
0: Well, what uh, What turn was that?
1: Uh, that was this March, this March 2019. March, hands. yeah. Uh, but he's called me up and he's, "Come on, you know, come up, come up to San Jose. There's a tournament. Let's fight. I got nobody else to fight." I go. Anyway Aren't you I'm worried right.
0: about getting hurt? Uh because we, 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 we worry about you. Yeah, I don't. We worry r- about you, I know your wife worries about you. She, you know. But
1: uh, I'm not worried about getting hurt. The only thing, the, I'll tell you, the honest truth. I'm worried about my wife getting hurt. That if I get hurt, because uh, I think the last one of the last tournaments that she was at, a small tournament, and I was, was a no gi tournament when I was a blue belt, no purple belt, I can't remember. And uh, I fought this guy. I went after him, and um, I ended up with a guillotine around his neck. And he's, he's, he he uh, ended up standing up, came around north south, mm. and then. Stood up that, on him, yeah. and and she was probably a foot away from the mat, mm. and he almost he almost yelled well it was kind of felt like a neck crack. it was really bad, and she cracked her teeth because <laughs> she just stress, was trying yeah. to bear from the stress, and so I'm um, that's really the only thing that I'm concerned about, but she knows how bad I want to do it, so. She hasn't been to the last, I think, three tournaments, four tournaments that I've been at. Uh, but as far as personally getting hurt, yeah, it's the same story. I've been hurt. I've probably been, what are they going to do, break an arm or, or mess up my leg or knee? I've been hurt mentally more than that.
0: I've, you know, I, I've, uh, I, uh, you know yeah, I watch a train every day, and uh, the craziest, gnarliest guy in the, in the room you always choose those guys in the lineup when you get to choose people. Why is that? The wild cards—the guys that maybe some nobody wants to train with—you you go out and you choose them.
1: Uh, I I I what I choose the guys I choose I don't I don't I used to cho- choose big guys mm. but I won't do that anymore because it always ends up a pressure game. They want to smash me mm. and I'm not I. I feel that if I'm going to compete, I'm not going to be competing against guys that are 185 pounds. I weigh in. The last fight I weighed in with a Gi on, I weighed in at 137.2 with a Gi on. Uh, the, and, uh, and the no Gi tournament, I weighed in. I always weigh in on, like, really light. But I pick guys that I know are really strong, even if they're white belts, fourth, fourth, stripe on our white belt and I, I repeatedly pick them I see, see them progress they're progressing mm. uh there's some guys a little smaller than me the way uh about maybe eight nine pounds lighter than me and they're shorter me they I guess strong. I guess I'm just trying
0: to understand your mindset of uh why, why you chase these why <laughs> crazy I I, crazy I, I, animals. I, I, so I guys it. guys that are like you know unorthodox like they they're different maybe even they're white belts but they're you know maybe they have a you know well I look at it Somebody, asked, so I don't forget who wrestling or something asked and
1: that. You, and you you my answer, them. my I forgot who had, last year or something. If you're in the street, this guy ain't gonna come at you that knows jujitsu. He might, he might be, he might be a kickboxer or or a Muay Thai guy. And I've got enough training. I'm not worried about it. I, from what I know, is jujitsu. Now I've got enough experience with striking, but if I get in a fight and I'm with my, with my wife, and the only reason I would do it is protect my wife mm-hmm. or if it was a uh, you know, life or death situation. <clears throat> and I feel two things. If you're in the street, the first thing I'm going to control is the guy's hands because I don't want him pulling out a razor blade or, mm-hmm. or a knife or a gun. And then I would just assess, just analyze the situation as as it continued. But the first thing was I'd walk away from it. I'm not getting in a fight, it's not worth it. Uh, You can can end up in jail, something stupid can happen.
0: What are some of the other martial arts you've done? Or, you know, training, fight training?
1: Uh, When I was 16, we moved out here. I, uh, there was a uh, Filipino guy, ran a, on the, Right over in NoHo on Lakersham, it's been a it's been a martial art place for I don't know if it still mm-hmm. is that corner little spot by an alley, right north of Magnolia I think. Started when I was sixteen, uh, trained there. I used to I used to drive down during the summer, see my girlfriend in Newport, and drive back just to take night class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that. Uh, I'm mixing the years up because they're just popping yeah. up. Uh, you did they, boxing. You did I did. Boxing. Yeah, I did.
0: Uh, for a I, lot of I was, years.
1: Uh, uh, Benny Aquias over there when he had the jet center. It was before he built the big jet center. Okay. Uh, it was in 80, 84, 85, and 86. I had him train me personally, and I was in the ring with him. He'd have these European guys come in for sparring partners that were fire, come here to fight. And they were always bigger than me. I get in the ring with them, and, uh, and it was full contact, mm. full contact kickboxing. I was pretty stretched out. My legs were stretched out. I was able to do the splits down to about six inches off the ground. Uh, it was what, funny. what?
0: How is Jiu Jitsu different than the, than all uh, the striking training, all the other training you've done? How is it different? The uh,
1: the training.
0: Like I'm, there's well, benefits in all of them, right? They're all all Yeah, all they're great. Ben-
1: yeah they're they're all every every sport has its has its um, has its good good aspects to it. Uh, the how are they different?
0: Just what, what? Yeah, I mean, how how is it different for you? Like, in like, I mean, you're you're doing it. You know, you yeah. train you train all day every day. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe you did that with with everything. <laughs> but, no, I uh, did.
1: Well, I I. I did that when I was doing the kickboxing right. it, was, it was five six days a week and I was still working and I'd uh, I close up my place uh, get home before I before I get a new a new uh, headgear mm-hmm. and I go running in the mountains at three four o'clock in the morning just to stay in shape after work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I would get up and I f- five hours sleep four hours sleep and I'd be in the gym again at seven o'clock in the morning over in bad ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, I did uh, at the uh, Japanese Cultural Center. I did almost 2 years of ju- uh, judo over there. Uh, made a mistake of going after uh, a world class black belt that was probably 80 pounds heavier than me. Uh you got thrown and, on your head. And I and I had <laughs> oh, I had cuz I cuz of my full contact kickboxing. Yeah. Uh, I had a combination where I'd Take my right leg, I go after him, and i swept I hit his leg mm. and i i I do a double shot at him, and I hit it twice, and he went flying on the mat and I go, "Oh shit <laughs> and it was he came at me and it, and threw me and ended up like he was over two hundred pounds, and he ended up on top of I hit the mat, and as I was, hit the mat and bounced up about six inches, he landed flat on top of me. I thought my back was broken, yeah. And that was the last time I did judo. It was just, it was, they came over. And you didn't were, do Sensei Ron's class on Wednesday nights. You don't see me going out. And, well, I've got a couple, I got three hernia operation, guenal hernias. So uh, I don't, I don't, there's certain things uh, I don't, don't. do on <laughs> the bad ju, ju, jiu-jitsu. But uh, I did that. Uh, before I came here, I was boxing over at uh, Jesse Reed's at the, um, uh, and I uh, I did that for...
0: He's got a lot did, of top boxes, I think right? it was, been trying to keep know, he, boxes had, he had world... L-
1: I, can't, I can't name names because there's yeah, crazy so things many. going on, but mm. uh, he had world-class amateur and pros over there, and, and they thought I was nuts. i get in the ring there. I was there five, six days. i I do five or six rounds. I trained hard. I worked a speed bag. I was really... I loved that speed bag. I can't do it at my house because neighbors complain. But... Um, I made a mistake over there There was a guy that I became buddies and he was gonna have a fight on Friday Thursday Thursday I we got in a ring he wanted to work and I worked with him I said you're gonna lose the fight tomorrow night man he looked at me I said yeah I said I said I'm a technician and a banger I'm gonna take you apart if you fight somebody like me you're gonna lose I said you got to take my punch so he's coming in at me and I nailed him with a right cross Hmm. And he came at me, he took the punch, came up with what was supposed to, be, supposed to be an uppercut, turned his palm over and hit me straight up hmm. into the jaw of my nose with, I mean, full. I mean, he just planted his foot down and he came up. In fact, I've got that on film somewhere. <laughs> and I was looking at it because I wanted to bring it over to show what, what happened. And uh, uh, all of a sudden that night, I started seeing flashes hmm. And my wife had bought these uh, solar butterflies outside. And I thought, I went back inside, God, those butterflies are great you bought. And she says, they're not on. And I realized I better get to the hospital. They ran a bunch of tests on me, and I was very lucky. My retinas and both my eyes were okay. They hadn't been torn. Uh, They just told me if you you start seeing it again, and all of a sudden you see a curtain of black start to drop. Get over there, because you'll go blind. Once the curtain goes, that's it. They can't do anything. Uh, so that was my boxing cry, and that was it. I ended here. I'm driving down a street about two weeks later past Legacy,
0: mm. and I go. Oh, okay, two, that was two weeks later Yeah, after and I, that.
1: Yeah, and I go, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that looks safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first year here, I got, I got my ribs injured a little bit. Mm. I got a couple knots on the head. I got a broken fractured finger, <laughs> but uh that was all my fault <laughs> no doubt about it I take 200 percent blame because I was nuts. you get out of a full contact situation or a ring you think you can do that over here you aren't gonna you aren't gonna get away with
0: it what <laughs> what, uh, what do you appreciate about the culture and and uh, the environment of training here
1: it's it's uh
0: how has it improved your life?
1: I think I think the striking env- environment uh, that I've experienced mm. personally is a one-on-one thing. You might you might become friends with maybe the guy you're sparring mm. with, uh, you get Connect. in the ring with, or you might there might be two guys. It's kind of like if you're playing. I had, used to play a lot of tennis. You get you get a tennis partner, and there might be another guy, but that's it. And uh, but here uh, at Legacy, we. It's it's a it's definitely a family. Mm. It's 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 a family. Uh, my one si- son lives was living in, in Hawaii for twenty five years. My other one lives up in Northern California. He's a farmer, and um, it's just my family. And uh, but you're all kids,
0: <laughs> so you're a kid.
1: Yeah, but you're all kids. <laughs> so you know, I, I don't I don't hang. I don't hang. I stay away. Grandpa, Grandpa stays over in the corner. You know, I'm not going to get involved in your stuff and your things, especially the 25 or the 30 year olds and the guys here. You know, they got their thing. You know, they got their day. Mm. You know, and this is my day doing this. Mm. It's too bad there are on a couple guys my age. You know, but uh, uh, it was interesting. Uh, uh, when I fought back, uh, and that that shot, of me taking that guy's back, and then mm. the guy yeah. me on the ground yeah. like that. Um, it was. Uh, I was fighting out of my class. I always fighting my class. I. I'm like. And nobody's in your age I'm like age a master. I'm like, 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 like a master nine. <laughs> right. They don't have your age division. So you so you got to go down. And yeah. They don't have so too many guys in that weight I,
0: division. Even your weight division.
1: Yeah. So I always was fighting master four, master five, uh, master six. Uh, the, the last three fights were uh, Tobias, and Tobias mm. is a master five. I think he's fifty one or fifty two. So I got twenty two years uh on him. Uh, but he, he actually texted me and said, he said, you know, wow, <laughs> didn't realize how strong you were and, and that he realized that he had a challenge. So I feel good about it. It's, uh, it's, I, I think even if you come here and train, there's a lot of guys train here for maybe six months or a year and they learn how to do the pressure game and stuff. I really feel you walk away knowing something that you can feel that you can use. Even if even if you don't keep it out become a black belt. Mm. Every level every level is giving jujitsu gives you something. Helps you. Yeah. Where unless striking, you can you actually in jujitsu, actually get to do the moves and move and learn how to pressure and you learn some submissions of a white belt. Mm. Striking, you learn combinations and you you learn position attack. tech. Technique and stuff, but unless you get in a ring and you start, you start. I compare the striking of, in the ring, a boxing or MMA ring, as the same as getting on the mat as a white belt and moving. You're hmm. learning how to move, to use what you learn with another person, and try to get a finish. with With striking, there's so many different schools that will teach you how to strike, but you got to get hit. Hmm you got to have another person you, you relate to in order to feel com- confident. I mean, you might be successful. In I
0: street. think that's why jujitsu, like it's great because you, you, we train, right. We train right. in this, like in a kind of in a safe way, right. Now as I, safe as you can make it. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of guys are trying to, you know, uh, uh, guys like, I think there's uh, James, mm. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll roll James. with James a couple mm. times and I know he's really strong and I think he's, I think he's afraid to go really hard on me. Mm. Uh, and the thing is i don't go hard with anybody anymore i i i'm kind of like i'll control your strength Mm. but i'm not going to go crazy and ape on you and and i and you had asked me earlier why i pick guys that are kind of no technique and they come at me really hard yeah
0: guys where you could get hurt yeah
1: yeah i've though they poke me in the eye i tell them they grab my (laughs) gi
0: But I'm like, why would you choose somebody like that, where you can totally, you know, hurt your ribs, get, you know, really get hurt? I always, l-
1: always like getting hit. What can I tell you? Yeah, you, I, I like, think you I like ha- the challenge. You're I like, like, this, I this like guy's the-
0: a wild man. He can do, any, I could, I could totally, I don't know, break my neck with this guy. And you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm, gonna yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna be okay.
1: I'm learning, I'm learning how to control. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I think when I, when no. I
0: see that. I'm like, man, why do, why did Savage choose this guy?
1: I, 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 I'm learning. Even as a brown belt, I feel like I'm a white belt on what I'm learning. Because uh. what I'm learning now is is let let them whoever doesn't yeah. matter if a person has technique or not, let them come at me, uh. let them cap me hard, and I'm only going to use enough strength. I don't want to use strength to, mm. to finish my game because I'm not going to learn doing that.
0: So. What, what do you think about these Brazilians that we get uh, coming around here? which ones which uh, which ones Yeah, right the which ones right the I black belt bu- the black belt the black belt friends of mine for example uh i mean we have you know Brazilian, you know a brazilian friends of mine coming through all the time i think i think um, they're
1: i think they're part of the brotherhood mm. uh they're they're so open mm. to to not just strangers they're open mm. uh it's it's good to to feel that way, and I've I've picked up on that. It's like,
0: but it's like a, it's a. I mean, it's for me. It's like it's a family, right? Like, yeah. okay, oh, yeah. like, you know, Definitely. they're they're my friends from over 25 years ago, and you know, you got we're all connected. We're we're kind of family, right? And so, because we're family, they're you know, we're all this interconnected uh, worldwide family.
1: Yeah, I become part of part of the family there, and I, I'm I'm uh, I'm still planning to fight down to Brazil. Yeah, you uh, want? I was going to ask down you the that. line, I figure I figure. amount of studying I have to do and the amount of work I have to do on the mat is going to take me minimum another year and a half, two years. And I think I'll be ready to take a high level on mm. person and at least hold my own. And I'm not <coughs> in with the attitude that I want to win, but if I can get on the mat and, and be able to compete, and hold, hold my own.
0: Savage, yes. you work so hard. You yeah. do the reps. You show <laughs> up. You go and do it. It's a matter of time before you win. Oh, I know. And I you know. know. And <laughs> I know. Like we worry about you going out there, like you're going to get hurt. But, uh, I yeah. mean, man, it's going to happen. Yeah, no. I want to mention, I
1: wanna mention one thing. I don't know. I, I've been to, I don't know how many tournaments. So I was trying to count how many guys I've fought mm. in the last six years. Probably, probably close to 25 uh the most the most fights i had one one division was a master four and there were four guys i had four fights mm. and i think i was 67 or 68 at the time and these guys were all like 38 and 40 or something uh and i was uh that one fight i didn't I, they they had it on points and i'm not going to discuss the referees but um but out of all those fights and i've got I've got bronze, silver, and one gold for just showing up. I have never (laughs) won a fight. Never. That's a fact. I don't think anybody, because I had a medal, I won a fight. But I didn't give up. That's the bottom line. And that's, and that, that alone, I look at as So you've
0: done 25 tournaments and you've never won a fight.
1: Never won a fight.
0: In jiu-jitsu. And
1: and, and I keep going for the purpose, two reasons. One is, Prove to myself I still can't and will never give up. And I've mentioned that before. Number two, that all those guys I fought, there's nobody out in the street that I'm going to have to worry about as far as I'm concerned. Unless he's a complete idiot that's trained as hard as I have and just wants to fight. Mm. And then there's a whole different story because if it's a life and death situation, (laughs) he better be ready. Mm. So... uh, what I'm saying is, a lot. I see a lot of guys down there, and they come up to me and ask. You know, they get nervous. I'm getting nervous. I'm going to compete, or I don't want to compete. Uh, I know I might lose. So I get, that isn't it. You you show up, and you and you sit there, and you wait to be called, and that referee waves you onto the mat, and you're able, and you don't go to the bathroom in your pants.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and you're able to get through that competition. And walk off, win or lose, the bottom line is you're gonna get more out of that than you are for a win. Because that was a win. Done deal. That's the way I look at it. So
0: That's it. That's it. I agree hundred percent. That's winning right there. Showing up. Yeah. Going through you. it. Yeah, going through Doing things that are hard and, and showing and up it, and doing it anyway.
1: And it's frustrating because it's frustrating to me in a way because I see guys that are twenty five and they come home with gold medals all mm-hmm. the time i don't go what are they doing what, are, what am i doing are they fighting guys less experienced or are they just good better than i am
0: the winning and is in the challenge huh? and facing that challenge
1: it's 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 the challenge it's the challenge it's definitely the ch- it's always been a challenge i've done some crazy things in my life i can't talk about it <laughs> and it was a challenge and uh and i've and i've dealt with politicians and i've dealt with uh all types of agencies, and, uh, and it's a fight. Yeah. It's a fight. I life, life is a fight. I mean, I'm trying to be negative about it, but life is a fight. It is what it is. And if you take it with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu attitude, mm. you're going to be a lot better off. There's no doubt about that.
0: What advice would you give a 20-year-old or 25-year-old about life? You, you told me something, something maybe you don't want to say now but no, <laughs> more serious I,
1: I, I think I think <laughs> I, I think you should live life to the absolute fullest and somebody asked me that uh, I think it was 18 year old a couple of days ago here and uh, I, he wanted to roll with me and I rolled with him and, and he was strong. He was, in fact, it was I, I think I mentioned that I told you that one guy that trains in Colorado or mm-hmm. something, he trains something like TACFIT. I'm mean, mm-hmm. the same thing. That guy is that guy is so strong. He's he's like some of the Russians I used to get in the ring with, mm-hmm. uh, 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 boxing, mm-hmm. and you hit him and it's like hitting a wall with with plywood behind him. And he was strong in that, and he and he wanted to know what's what do you what do you think, longevity and the meaning of life is mm-hmm. and 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 I told them I, I after class I told him I said you know you asked me a question and, and I told I told I said you, you enjoy and live life to the fullest every day and don't listen to anybody not don't, don't hurt anybody so you have to be considerate of what you're doing and if it's gonna hurt somebody analyze the situation but don't, don't wait to live life because you can walk across the street and you'd be dead. The car could hit you. And you'd be laying on your back going, why didn't I do that? Mm. So I think in my life, I've done a lot of different things. People, the, the house we've been in 31 years, we are driving around. I was living in Laurel Canyon, a real nice house. And my, my youngest kid was getting in trouble. I goes, like I got to get out of the Hollywood area, and I knew the area. I used to ride a motorcycle out in the area, and, and and I had I'd been out in that area, had a horse out in that area, where I'm now. And my, we're going down some side streets. My wife says she knew I wanted to move, but she didn't want to move. We've mm-hmm. been in that house 19, 18, mm-hmm. 19 years, and she says, "You buy me that house up there, I'll come out here." So two days later, the house went up for sale. I bought the house and didn't tell her. And <laughs> when I went home and told her to move it. she goes, "Where to? Oh, you told me to buy that house." And
0: do you and, watch? Uh, do you watch? Do you still watch the sun come up in the morning?
1: I I I I watch the sun come up. I get up four thirty five o'clock. I want to see the daylight. I want to see the daylight. I think that's important. And I want to see the sunset. And. Uh, think that's just the evolution of, of of your life and you know we're only on the planet a short time what can I tell you hmm. there's only so many moons you're gonna see. I, I love while I walk. I walk my dogs at night like before I go to bed and the moons out there and the stars and the, uh, the Milky Way and and if that if it's overcast or something I pick up on something else you know just the silence silence is important to me i I like the silence of uh being on the mat and training until until sunday morning when i i open up at 7 30 i stretch out here at 8 o'clock when the guys comes in and throws some hardcore hip-hop full blast (laughs) 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 you know i've dealt with that i i used to i used to uh uh, book hardcore hip-hop so uh uh, that's a whole nother couple stories (laughs)
0: Do you think we're all interconnected? You had started to talk. You know, you'd like you like to look at the, the stars. The just you like to take everything in. The silence. Yeah.
1: Man, I wake up. I wake up with a phrase. Now I go. Basically, yeah, we're here on a welcome planet Earth. We're here on planet Earth, thinking there's something else out there. Something, something that's uh, uh, whatever you believe in. If you believe in you know whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. Buddha, you know Allah, God, whatever it is don't believe in any of them you just believe in nature mm. um uh, it's uh i better not get into that it's
0: okay po- politics you of talk religion. you talk you yeah <laughs> you s- you talk about uh jiu-jitsu you know being i mean you consider the the gym uh a church in your opinion
1: yeah i i i talk <laughs> I mean, and anybody I mean, that trains. I, my wife you, took me. My wife to took me out for a margarita feel that. a couple of months ago because I was really working hard and I, it was hot. Mm. I took a margarita. and I told her, I said we move. I said if I got the money, I told her I saw it. I said. Seven. Seven. Bring the microphone. closes to your mouth. I I told. She asked me. Uh, uh, I told. I told her. I was. I told her. I was. Uh, gonna become the first high priest of jiu-jitsu and start a church
0: (laughs) church is where the money's at right
1: (laughs) well non-profit of course donations only huh (laughs) but uh that was it was interesting it's it's uh it's my meditation it's my it's my meditation i uh I've had some really rough nights now because a lot of things involved in moving, Mm. uh, a lot of paperwork, a lot of things I have to consider, and I actually there's there's two chants that I do. I actually would be chanting Buddha, and I'm not a Buddhist, but now because it's it's Buddha, and Jujitsu was more syllables, so. The last few nights I've been going jitsu, 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 and wham, I'm asleep. Chanting, huh? Uh, Chanting, and 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 then if that, I'll go in and I'll pop open uh, on the on the on the uh, DVD I got online of uh, Giles, mm-hmm. and I'll go look at the technique. And I'll look at that and I know my mind, I'm looking at the technique to fall asleep. It's it's, it's one o'clock one o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Mm. I gotta get back to sleep. Something wakes me up. <laughs> and I go in there, pop my phone, look at the technique. I go back to sleep and I'm going, Jitsu, 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 Jitsu. And then it, and it's weird. I start seeing transitions and then I'm gone. It's five it's four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it's it's yeah, it's it's uh I kinda I I I categorize it as a, a religion for me. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. I've been yeah. I've been over in India. I see people. Uh, I forgot how you you see guys on the street mm. that are down and they're this they're bowing and I, what, I forget what it's called what they do. They prostrate themselves or something. It's called and they do it for like eight or ten or twelve mm. hours. And I'm thinking, why are they doing it? And they're chanting. And then it struck me why they're doing it. They are so hungry that they're starving, and the only way to relieve the starvation is they they their hands get bloody from doing what they're doing. Their palms, and I thinking that's got to be it. They've got to be. They got something so bad is happening to them, and so I don't even want to compare the problems or mental things that go out of my mind at night sometimes, but. You ask me, do I think it's a religion? I it's, I found it. Yeah, I found this. I found this, and I look at it that way because it's it's helped me. And I'm not trying to preach. I'm not going to say it's going to work for anybody else. Uh, when
0: I went to India with Adit, you know, I, we had a, a tour guide, and he was actually a philosophy, uh, a doctor of philosophy, and uh, he was talking about meditation. You know, and people talk about you know meditating and you know si- silence and all that, but he talks about meditation. You meditate in doing. Doing right and because I find I find I'm I'm meditating when I do jiu because I'm just I'm in the present I'm nothing else matters and it really grounds me yeah, so I just always thought that was interesting and uh, Yeah, I don't know jiu I think brings out the best in people it Brings out the best in people. I don't know how exactly it, ha- it happens, but you know It really brings out the best in people it raises their energy levels in their in their souls If you want to call it, you know the right the right place, the right fit, you know, of course everybody's different. But uh yeah, no no doubt, you know. And I've loved Scott, you know, you mentioned TacFit before but TacFit and Scott Son, no. you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I think c- it kinda completes like the the trifecta or the, the circle, you know, of that. Because we do need recovery things. We do need the basic awareness, you know, of, of the body and the brain and just how everything interconnects. So You've studied a lot of his. Uh, you've been done to some of his workshops, and you've studied some of his his uh, DVDs, his leg locks, his uh, leg lock series, the mastering the saddle. What do you think of that? The, uh, that, that was
1: that was that was my that was my introduction to leg locks.
0: Uh, hmm. uh, and now you're it, obsessed it, with it it, leg locks. <laughs> you, you're,
1: I'm in love with I'm in love with leg entanglements. <laughs> I think for a small guy, uh. you could take out. Yeah, biggest guys, fast. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, just don't let them fall
0: on That's you. Smart. But uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 Professor Alberto introduced me to Scott, and uh, I was here training one morning, and he said, "Hey, oh, Scott's going to show you something." He took me over to a mat, and he showed me some leg locks for about I don't know, maybe twenty minutes, and I really, really liked it. I learned a, I learned a lot in that twenty minutes. Bought his DVD. Study, uh, study, mastering the study saddle. Sta- study that thing. There was nothing else out there. Study that for hours and hours. Took it to the mat. I was getting it. Uh, then I got into some uh, DVDs, uh, Sambo stuff. Mm. Got that. Didn't compare to Scott's. Mm. Um, and uh, now I got the Guile stuff. Mm. And it's uh, and I see I see in Guile stuff. Uh, they mention the saddle. They pick up a lot of the technique. Mm. All these. Uh, uh, all these world champions, not mentioning names, mm. uh, guys that are promoting the world champions. Mm. It's all the stuff that's on Scott's kind Scott of yeah, stuff yeah.
0: that he oh. did. They mentioned, they, uh, I think I've seen John Danaher and a lot of the guys, they gave him credit, or I think it was, uh, what's his name? Um, the other, the, the uh, He used to be with uh, Danaher. But a lot of the stuff, yeah, they mentioned him oh, in some of they the did. interviews. Okay, you know, great. Uh, I've heard, I've heard it. I've heard in interviews. Oh, so. that's good. That's yeah. good. They hear We're good. But for sure, yeah. you can see it, right? The the oh, pattern.
1: I yeah. have the patterns there. Yeah, it's, uh, 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 I, I see I see the dates. He's ahead of his
0: time. He was ahead of his time on yeah, all, all fronts.
1: Yeah, ten years, ten, yeah. at least ten, if not yeah. fourteen years. Yeah. I saw the dates on the DVDs that yeah. its yeah. back. Not exact dates, but two thousand seven. Sticks in my Tacfit's
0: like Ta- Ta- called the world's smartest. Some people call it the world's Uh-oh. men's health. Uh, coined it the men's smart, uh, world's smartest workout, and so <laughs> it's like the, his leg entanglement series. You know, mm-hmm. it's also like I feel like it's just you know, crazy smart, right? A lot of brains put behind it. It's all the right stuff.
1: You're able. You're able to take. You're able to take uh, jujitsu. It's kind of like once once you get to a certain level. And I I think it really didn't happen until late-level purple belt and now brown belt. Mm. Uh, Once you get to that level, which is still I feel like I know nothing, Mm. but once I see myself get to that level, now I understand that all I learned in the last six years is the clay, the modeling of the clay in order – to do your sculpture, to be able to create your art, work of art, and create something new, new transitions. Not saying that you invented it, but transitions that you may think are new. In order to create this art, in order to get to a position to control your opponent, and and being an artist, I used to I used to paint when I was a kid. I went to art school. Um, I loved being mm. an artist. That I went in different directions, create with creativity. Uh, but this, this is giving me uh, just the way I come at people on the mat now, working my legs and and uh, hooking them mm. with, with my feet and switching and moving and back. It's I'm doing my own thing, mm. and so it's it's really really fulfilling, mm. and I and I like it because. I know the guys that I'm rolling with. I don't know about really high level uh, players, but they don't know what's coming at them when I come at them. All of a sudden, their legs are hooked. Even guys that are six foot three and are standing up. I trained
0: with Scott. He came in and trained right, and uh, you know I let him go into his things, and yeah, it would have been checkmate. You know we we respected and everything, (laughs) but man. He's he's so he's so good, and it's not like he's training every day, right? Yeah. But he's done so many reps of it that he's got it. It's really cool, really cool. What uh, what advice would you give to uh, twenty twenty five year old Savage on Twi- life? The life advice to yourself.
1: Get your act together, man. <laughs> what can I tell you? Don't don't be an animal. You're gonna get hurt. There's always somebody that's that's uh, tougher than you. Mm. And he's not going to look tougher than you. Mm. Simple as that. And if the longer you wait to realize that, uh, I've seen guys walk in here and quit, and get the, you know, get hurt, and they come back in and, and they've got an attitude when they walk through the door. Uh, you can't do that. Mm. You just can't do that. It's it's like uh, it's like if you go into a boxing ring, you come in with some attitude, cocky attitude, and you get in the ring and you start beating up somebody that has less experience, mm-hmm. they're gonna put you in a ring with somebody that you don't Desire think is tougher. Tough and you're gonna get knocked out. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're twenty five or you're eighteen, I've seen some eighteen year olds in here, you know, with some real good attitudes. Mm-hmm. And I think I think jujitsu, once you start learning technique just some as a white white belt level, you start to respect some of it and you start opening your eyes but um yeah don't wait to don't wait to stop being crazy
0: well thank you thanks for hanging out thanks for coming my up
1: pleasure yeah my pleasure
0: and hopefully we can we can do it again and um i guess people can find you here at legacy right on the mat training yeah, right. working hard
1: yeah i'm gonna be down there right now <laughs> i gotta i gotta i gotta Get down our stretch some more. Definitely.
0: Thank you. Thank you.